we'll have to pin them on in Love the Love Talk Radio. Hello, this is Gigabit Nation, Broadband Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig Suttles, and I want to welcome everyone in the audience today and thank you for taking the time to be with us as we help public, private, and nonprofit organizations uh, tackle important issues in getting broadband everywhere it needs to be. And today we are um, yeah, we're in a, we're in kind of a state here because we just finished uh, listening to the Google announcement about the Fiverr project in Kansas City, and there were some pretty amazing things that that came out of that. Uh, we have the um, oh geez, where do I even begin? Uh, Three hundred dollar install. $120 for uh, gigabit net access and internet access. If you want just the net access, you get it for $70 a month. There's a free tier of service, 5 meg down, 1 meg up, uh, and it, the, the list goes on. And so it's been quite interesting to watch and follow. So today I have two guests. Um, I have invited the co-chairs of the Mayor's Bi-State Innovations Team, uh, Michael Burke and Ray Daniels, to be here with us. And they're helping Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas, plan for and maximize their uh, their use of the Google network as it's being built. Now I'm going to call Ray and get him conferencing and and, and uh, ready to go. In the meantime, Michael here, you're you're connected. Say uh, say hello to the audience and welcome well, to the show. Well, uh, hello there and and uh, good morning or afternoon, whichever you are. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, it's been an exciting morning. Great. And we're we're dialing into Ray here. Um, you guys are like literally just walking in the door after the announcement this morning, so it's in. Uh, we, we cut right. a little close today. Hello, Ray. Good Hi, morning. Ray. This is Craig Settles. Hi, Craig. How are you? Doing great. As Mike said, it's been an exciting morning. Excellent. Well, I am just gonna like let you guys kick this thing off. First, maybe give us a little overview of what the uh, mayor's uh, bi-state innovations team is, and then let's jump into the the Google announcement. So, like, we can start with uh, Mike and let Ray catch his breath. <laughs> That would be great. And, and uh, uh, when when Google announced uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, I'm going to take a sip of water here, uh, a little over a year ago, um, the two mayors um, who who are good friends, uh, normally Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, are, are competitors, but <clears throat> the two mayors said, let's work on this together. Um, they appointed a task force. Um, Dr. Ray Daniels is my Kansas co-chair. I'm the Missouri chair. And we have been working for the better part of the last eight months um, to really get our arms around what it means to have a gigabit of speed to the home, what it means um, for the citizens of Kansas City, what it means for business, health care, the arts, and education. Uh, and we, we have covered in... Um, uh, our report to the mayors, uh, those, those are the principal areas that we covered. Uh, again, ed education, uh, business enterprise, uh, the arts, and health care, and, and a lot of other things, incidental. Mm -hmm. And you may also want to just give us a little bit of back, 
you know a little brief background on your what you've done because both of you have been very involved in Kansas City activities uh, for for years before this. This is not a new uh, adventure for you guys being involved in civic uh, work. Um. Most most of my background is in the economic development area. I'm a lawyer by trade, and um, have uh, worked uh, on on many city task forces, and uh, actually ran for mayor this last year. My good friend Mayor Sly James uh, beat me out, but we are very close friends, and he he has entrusted this innovation team uh, project. Uh, and and uh, so we we work very closely together. Excellent. Yeah, Craig. My background uh, has been education. My whole time in Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas School District, had the honor of being the superintendent the last uh, seven years I was with them after a really good forty-year career. Been retired seven years now, but uh, still very active in the community. Serve on a number of uh, boards, United Way, Health Committees, uh, and just finished a. Uh, Three-year term as the chair of our community college, local community college board of trustees. Still on the board, but no longer the uh, chair. And uh, was honored when uh, Mayor Reardon asked me to co-chair uh, his mayor uh, high state innovation team. And Mike and I really enjoy working together. It's been a great uh, process. We had ten other really fine people from the two communities working with us, and make a good example of how uh, uh, communities can come together. And the citizens can come together to take on a big project like this and and uh, do some really strong planning and put together a good product for the community to, to work with excellent and and you guys you guys delivered a report what was it that report was about a mo- almost a month ago that's right that's right mm-hmm. and if you were to give like the three top recommendations that you as a committee gave to the cities, what are those um well, number one is that uh, our, our report is not just about Google Fiber, it's about Kansas City. And uh, Google Fiber is is a great, great tool for the citizens of Kansas City, but it remains a tool, and it's up to our city to take advantage of it. And what our report outlined was a basically a strategy, uh, we call it the playbook, on on what the 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 city, the businesses, the institutions, and the people of Kansas City need to do to take advantage of this wonderful tool we've been given. Uh, so that that's probably the number the number one uh, takeaway is don't pat yourself on the back that that we can be the highest speed internet city in in the country. Uh, figure out uh, what we need to do to make sure that our educational institutions, our our healthcare institutions. Um, the artists in Kansas City and the businesses take advantage of it. So that's what we outlined in our playbook. Yeah, I think yep. one of the other things we forget, and Mike alluded to this, it's really not a, it's really not a technical issue, it's a social sociology issue and dealing with this. Um, we've laughed in the community that mayors couldn't have picked two less technical guys to run this uh, program than Mike and me, but in reality that's been a good thing because uh, we haven't gotten bogged down in the technology pieces. Google's going to provide that technology, and it's going to be there, whether it's Google or some other high-speed provider. So we spent our time not on the technology piece, but just the sociology piece. How how are we going to use this 
opportunity to really improve the lives of the people in our community. So uh, that was a big takeaway. And, and the second one for me was the need for collaboration. Uh, lots of conversations going on in the community around high-speed fiber, but there wasn't wasn't anything bringing those conversations together. Still, group education, healthcare, arts, everybody kind of in their own silo talking about this. And we realized real quickly to make this effective throughout the whole community that those groups were going to have to start coming together, collaborating, working together to uh, plan on how we were going to make this work to, the, to the enhance our communities. Interesting. Okay. Now, I, um, not to be the outsider, busybody type person, but I am, uh, I wrote a, uh, a couple of columns actually in GigaOM where I talked about, uh, you know, who controls, who runs the business of broadband, where I separate out the network. So the physical network, running the service, selling the service, I mean, that's clearly a business, but then I also de define the business of broadband, which is um, using the tool, as you've described it, using the tool to impact economic development, to improve education and so forth, that the city, if the city wants to achieve those goals, they've got to take the lead. Even if they're in a partnership, they still have to be the one out there um, pushing that envelope, but doing the collaboration, doing the planning, doing you know the things that are necessary, you know, being the cheerleader for the network. And I I didn't get much, I didn't get any feedback from from any of the local folks, but I'm guessing that that is where you guys are going and what it was that you were recommending in your report. Uh, Craig, that, that's exactly what we recommended. Uh, what we found is is because we we really worked with uh, many, many wonderful groups and organizations in Kansas City um, and, and partnered with them in putting together our report. But at the end of the day, what we found is there is no one agency or no one group that uh, really covers all the need um, for, for uh, really taking advantage of, of this uh, high-speed network. Uh, so what we have formed is um, a digital leadership council. Uh, it, it will be both uh, contributed to and supported by the two city governments, but it will also include um, uh, uh, other pri private and public agencies uh, in supporting the effort to, to really uh, realize uh, the, the full uh, impact of uh, of this high speed to the home. Good deal, good deal. So let's talk about um the particulars of the um the announcement today. Uh rather than I go on and rattling on about it, what you know, you guys were actually there for the announcement, right? You both were both we were in the audience. And, yep. and and had to hurry back to get on your show. <laughs> <laughs> They're working the circuit today, ladies and gentlemen. They're working the circuit. So <laughs> Let's start with the core part, okay? There there are two packages for the – actually, three packages when you think about it, when you throw in the the, the freebie. But what are the, what are the two paid packages, and what do they consist of? Well, the, the uh, bundled package, which is um, a gigabit of Internet speed and uh, Google TV service, um, $120 a month, and that – I've got a comment that that, that uh, is very competitive, extremely competitive in the Kansas City market. 
Mm-hmm. And it includes a tablet. And it, it includes a tablet. Uh, and, and what, um, you know, we have been comparing is is what other cities have been charging for a gigabit. And I think in in like Chattanooga, you're you're looking at three hundred dollars just for gigabit internet connection to the home. So th- this is um, you know it's 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 very very price competitive. Uh, not not only you know for the uh, the gigabit of speed to your computer, but uh, with the with the TV offering. Um, and uh, and then there's uh, there is a separate uh, offering just of the internet hookup, and that's seventy dollars a month. Um, probably the most encouraging and astounding thing I'll let Ray describe it was what they're offering to do free of charge. Yeah, we one of the things that we started to look at real quickly, Greg, when we started this work was the uh, uh, digital divide issue. Because the two Kansas cities are the uh, have the most socioeconomic disadvantaged uh, uh, families in, in our area, so one of the things we figured out right away, if we didn't provide access to everybody, we weren't going to be successful. That was Google's role too, but they weren't do that also. So we were trying to figure out how we were going to address this digital divide issue, and we're wondering if Google was going to address the digital divide issue, and they did. They actually came up with a, uh, a third package. That does not provide the high-speed fiber. It would provide the uh, internet access at the uh, current level, which is about five gigabits. We understand. And um, like, I don't remember the cost of it. It's 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 free. Um, uh, There is a $300 hookup charge that they will charge everybody. Uh, But if you sign up for the free internet, um, they will allow you to pay that $300. hookup charge at $25 a month uh, for the year, and you will get free Internet service for seven years. Seven, seven years, yeah. And that, there, that, there were that a group of, uh, there were some high school students sitting in front of me uh, when the announcement was made, and uh, I can only tell you, and these were kids from some of our low-income high schools, uh, they got pretty excited when that was announced. You could tell it kind of turned to each other and eyes got wide open. And you could tell that uh, that was a very uh, 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 enticing moment for them when they, they heard that uh, that package. So this is going to be pretty astounding, actually, in, in many respects. Um, I don't want to lose track. I'll come back to the digital inclusion part with the package and the pricing. Now, aren't there also some hardware goodies thrown in in terms of devices? Uh, yes, yeah. um, they they are throwing in um, a a Nexus 7 tablet um, included with uh, with the uh, uh, TV uh, hookup. Um, there are um, actually three. Let me just to kind of describe the, the kind of the physical uh, boxes they're going to be putting in in your in your home. First of all, they they will you know string the fiber to your home in, in most instances above ground, in some int- instances uh, underground. Um, and then they will, uh, they will have uh, three boxes um, that they will uh, in- include. Uh, one, one is um, a uh, network box, which is uh, hooks you up to your TV and, and network. One is, um, is a uh, 
storage box. And Google is offering um, free as part of, um, of their basic service a terabyte of storage. And so that, that is a, a huge thing. It will allow you to, to store 500 hours of uh, high-definition de high TV. And then, you know, there is, uh, there is the TV box, which is quite small, which will fit either on your TV or behind your TV. So, uh, and all those are new-looking new devices, at least for us. And um, they, they had those on, on display uh, for everybody to take a look at. So it, it's, uh, um, it, it, it's quite, quite a package. And you also... The tablet we're giving away is a new remote. Uh, and they demonstrated what you can do with that new tablet. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty fascinating. It's like having a remote in your hand, except it's a tablet, and you can do a lot of interesting things, looking up shows, watching TV, doing Internet stuff. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Do you know if you could use that for regular computing as well? Um, the uh, yeah. tablet? Yes, you, yes, yeah. you can. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a regular tablet, and um, it uh, um, you you can also watch TV shows on it. Holy moly! So I mean, you get full-on computing cap capability in the laptop. I'm sorry, in the tablet. Uh, mm -hmm. Replaces your laptop, if, you know, at, at some point, I guess. Um, you're, you're talking about the, um, the network box, the storage box, uh, and now does the with the TV box, do you need one for every TV, or is it one box for the whole house? No, I, I think it's one box for the one. whole shebang. Yeah. Okay. One box for your home. And, and there's also Wi-Fi built into one of these boxes, yeah. right? Yes. That's correct. Wi-Fi, so your 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 whole whole home. I didn't exactly say how fast the Wi-Fi was, but indicated it was very fast. Well, I mean, if you're getting the gig, sure. you know, the fiber cable, I'm sure the uh, the Wi-Fi will be quite uh, potent. Um, yes. Yeah. For, so let's let's take a global view here for a second. What do you think this announcement, this package announcement, means? nationwide is this going to um have a ripple effect is it going to have a tsunami effect uh they basically I, I, have turned think, prices up upside down here i i, I think the tsunami effect is more yeah. accurate um uh, i i think it's uh, uh first of all it's it's going to wake up every other service provider uh i think in the nation um uh, that uh, you know their their speed has just not grown over over the last number of years, and uh, as part of the presentation, the Google had a graph of of how uh, internet download speeds have uh, grown at an extremely slow pace uh, as compared to you know what what all the other uses are, all the other uh, storage and, and and other devices are, and so so um, it's it's going to wake up every service provider. It's it's going in you know one of the things we we hope as Kansas City being the highest download speed city in the country um that it it, it will invite um every developer of applications of devices of programs um uh, to come to Kansas City to to test out their product uh, in a in a real live audience and I think that's that's the the thing we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. We think it also has a, could have a real positive impact on the consumer. Uh, they provided some information around um, 
what this kind of access costs people in the United States compared to people in other countries. And, and the other New Zealand, we were uh, the highest uh, cost. So this, you have to hope and think that this will drive uh, the cost of these kind of services down as, as uh, Google sets that bar, sets the bar high in services and uh, somewhat low in cost. You have to think these other companies are going to have to look at enhancing their service options and also in enhancing their, their uh, financial packages. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that um, you know that, that comes out of this, which is also amazing, uh, is that that as they build out the the network, as they go in essence door to door, you know, to the to the homes. They're also going to hook up a number of uh, the local institutions, libraries, schools, government buildings, and and give them free access, like a gig free access. So if if I'm if I'm reading this right, basically what you have is a fiber to the premises network, augmented by all of your institutions, you know, being like reinforcement hubs. I mean, if, if you're if you you know ten of your neighbors get it, you don't for one reason or the other. I mean, you still have you know the library. You still have you know I'm guessing some number of community centers. I mean, it's it's a pretty potent um, offering because those institutions are getting it for free. Yeah, you know, when you hit all the school the schools in your community that connected schools, and you, you hit those community centers and libraries, you pretty much blanketed your community. I mean, the, the schools will be obviously in all the neighborhoods. Libraries are, are strategically placed. So, governmental buildings, it, it really is going to open up uh, access to people, and uh, it does provide that kind of blanket coverage that we're looking for. That uh, we, we think citizens really have an opportunity to get more used to it and, and, and have, find out more, what, more and more about what it's about. So, mm -hmm. it, it really is going to blanket the community. And I, I think it, it, it opens so much um, by way of opportunity for education. Uh, for instance, if, if your your high school um, doesn't have a certain advanced placement course, but another high school in the district or even in the region does, and you're hooked up with a gigabit of speed, you you can you can now offer that in your school. Um, and, and I think. Once the school districts adjust to that possibility, uh, not only will it uh, uh, open up many, many doors to students that would, you know, maybe otherwise not have access to uh, to a uh, advanced placement uh, physics course or to uh, uh, e even a whole uh, international baccalaureate uh, uh, curriculum. That you you can you know you you can offer languages um, you know, offer Chinese in one one high school and it will be available to the whole school district mm -hmm. and so I think those are those are huge opportunities that the schools are just beginning uh, to kind of work through and figure out how to use them I think you'll see uh, schools as as uh, uh, in in Dr. Daniel's former district of Kansas City, Kansas, uh, offering um, notepads to students uh, uh, as as just part of their routine curriculum. Yeah, so all the high school students in KCK get a free uh, uh, free laptop, and they're expanding that into middle schools now. So it's that was actually one of the reasons that 
one of the factors in helping Google choose Kansas City, Kansas, because of that, uh, the high school kids having access to those, uh, those laptops. Interesting. So, so basically, we're looking at um, high schools being able to collaborate, to be able to link uh, resources. Uh, I mean, just a myriad of different ways of approaching yeah. education. Um, yeah, it really, it, it provides the opportunity for districts to cooperate, not just within districts, but between districts also and with colleges. Uh, and actually, we, one of the groups we found most interested in for preschool people, uh, when we met with them, they were very enthused about how high-speed fiber could help them uh, better connect with their families, better connect with the social service agencies, governments, and also provide uh, training opportunities for their teachers. So this, the education piece really does stretch, stretch from birth to to death. I mean, it really provides opens up tremendous opportunities. But the formal education piece in the schools is, is uh, has great potential. And one one of the challenges we pointed out in our playbook is, uh, and this not is not only in the education area, but the healthcare area and, and other areas are, are are breaking down silos. We found that uh, you know, first of all, in in our in in the two Kansas cities, we have uh, all or a portion of 15 different school districts. So uh, breaking down some of the silos so that you can offer courses from one school district to another, uh, and then breaking down silos within school districts, uh, because we, we found a, a disconnect often between uh, the school technical people, the instructional people or teachers, and, and the uh, administrators mm -hmm. and they each kind of have a perspective and we, we we need to get even within school districts everybody on the same page as to what the opportunities are and what the strategy is interesting I guess it's back to that one of the big pushes out of our uh, committee was this team was this collaboration and teamwork throughout the whole community and again not just through Kansas cities but the whole metro community the suburbs and all bringing into this process to uh, to really begin to develop quality uses for this high-speed fiber. So we're, we're convinced that if that kind of collaboration doesn't take place, if there's not some entity, and that's the leadership group that Mike talked about earlier, if there's not some entity that's responsible for facilitating those kind of conversations, those kind of meetings, we don't think we'll reach the full potential of what high-speed fiber can do for us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's, it's similar, say, in the healthcare area, because uh, one of the things we found, we have some wonderful uh, healthcare institutions, Kansas City, national. We have one, KU Med Center just got National Cancer Institute designation. We have one of the leading children's hospitals in, in, in the country. Um, is, is, you know, hospitals by their nature sometimes can be very proprietary. They're all chasing doctors and programs and, and patients. And, um, you know, what, what we see happening um, uh, literally in front of our eyes is uh, we're, we're back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Hospitals were, were reaching out to doctors and clinics to uh, ensure a, a feed of patients. Is They're now establishing national and international digital relationships. Uh, we had uh, our, our Children's Hospital, Children's Mercy, actually just diagnose a, a rare form of cancer in a child in the middle of China. And they were able to do that 
over the internet and telemedicine and and because they had a, established a relationship with this hospital in China. We see a lot of that happening. The, there are barriers, uh, and one of the barriers we're trying to tackle with the help of our our uh, private insurance uh, companies in Kansas City is is nobody's quite figured out how to pay for telemedicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's one of the challenge we challenges we would like to set up the pilot programs in Kansas City for the reimbursement of telemedicine. Um, also, we, we see a huge, because of the fiber to the home, huge advantages in having devices, medical devices in the home, whether it's to measure, measure and report and collate blood pressure or, or blood sugar uh, uh, or, you know, just help a post-operative, post-surgical patient um, with their at-home protocol. So we, we, we see that the healthcare area is really low-hanging fruit because most of the hospitals are pretty digitized already. Mm-hmm. And taking that to the next step in terms of, of record-keeping of, uh, of uh, data from the home, uh, I think it's a huge, huge uh, uh, area for expansion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to double back just a half a second to the... the um, uh, the educational, uh, the comments on education. One of the um, one of the uh, audience members in the chat room said, you know, was chiding you guys. You guys need to push that that thinking globally, uh, in the sense of you've got all these other uh, schools and institutions in other countries that have had a gig now, you know, for a couple of years ahead of us. Um, the ability for Kansas City schools to, in essence, be linked to the world. And uh, create, you know, creating teams and student exchanges and all of those kinds of things. I mean, all those kinds of programs would just get revamped. I mean, you know, your your typical exchange program has only been thought of in the context of, you know, we send students to a country, they send folks to the U.S. But now you're basically, if if you've got, you know, Korea with their high speed and Sweden and, and these other countries, you know, you can basically set up, you know, all kinds of education and social teams within your student body with the rest of the world. Yeah, we we think we've had conversations around that. Uh, we've got school districts are thinking about it this time. You know, you could have engineering students take a class uh, from a. Chinese uh, high school or China Chinese college. Uh, you could have people in literature working on Shakespeare with kids in the Stratford Avon and in uh, England. I mean, there's so many opportunities for that to happen, not just at the public school level, at the K-12 level, but also at the college level. At our college right now, community college I work with, there's so much interest among the students around virtual education and, and education online, and Students are really looking for those kind of opportunities. I mean, they they understand that they're in a, a wide world now, and, and the competition is worldwide, not just local Kansas City, Kansas City areas. So, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that in education. I think the students are going to drive a lot of that innovation, and, uh, and that worldwide piece I think is going to be driven by students as much as, as staff, because the students are going to be the ones that are going to be demanding that kind of opportunity to. Uh, to really go on a global stage and be able to learn on the global stage. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, we totally agree that that's a great opportunity for our students and for our teachers, too, because, uh, you know, these 
some of these schools in these other countries are getting great results in science and math. Uh, be nice, but uh, teachers in Singapore in conversation with teachers in, in Kansas City, Kansas, around what what are you doing in in math in those countries that's making such a difference? I mean, I, it just opens up those the possibilities uh, that I, possibilities we haven't even thought about yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I again, I think the students are going to help drive some of that thinking as as they are basically much further ahead than most of our teachers in this technology issue. But the education piece, that person who wrote that in is right on target. Mm-hmm. One, of, one, of, one of the things we're, we're hoping uh, this spurs in the Kansas City area is a renewed interest, uh, especially uh, the K through 12 level in science and math. Uh, one, one of our concerns, uh, of course, is, is uh, we're just not as a nation producing uh, enough technically uh, uh, knowledgeable people uh, to fill the jobs which are here today and the jobs which we see coming in the next decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think Google estimates two and a half tech jobs uh, for every person trained for a tech job by 2020, and that's an astounding figure. And so it's it's, – we we need to get today's high school and – middle school and grade school students, especially uh, women and minorities um, interested in the technical field uh, because they're they're just not enough trained people to, um, I think, staff uh, what will shortly be a very tech-dependent society. There's, um, you know, there's like as many ideas popping up in the chat room as there, as, as you guys are bringing in here. So, you know, which I'm very happy about. I mean, this is really exciting. Um, before I get to, a if you said no to us, we'd be really interested. Yeah. Any any ideas that are coming forward, mail them not, to us. Not we, a problem. I'm I'm cutting. Yeah, the we'd love to hear. Here we go. <laughs> you know, because another one was uh, the idea of a virtual Fulbright program. You know, again, you know, taking what has normally been a project confined by cost and travel, well, I guess they're one and the same, but uh, to, to to create virtual Fulbrights, you know, and, and do that whole program uh, yeah. digitally. Um, there's Great another. Idea. There's another one. Let's see. I'm pulling up the page now, which is under this sort of this umbrella of virtual of. Um, oh, where is it? Oh, hold me with me one second here. Uh, medical banking, medical banking, and I am, I'm guessing, and I'm sure the, the the audience member will clarify this, but it is creating a virtual network of uh, banking and financial institutions to facilitate, um, you know, the community development, the, the the medical, you know, building medical facilities, and you know, attract uh, attacking healthcare issues and so forth. So it's basically saying let's create a, um, a a a network within a network of people committed to you know the financial uh security of various types of medical initiatives which I think has a lot of uh has a lot of promise yeah. as well. Absolutely. And I think now, that's what we're talking about here. There's the ideas that are going to come out Mike talked about the tsunami that's going to go across the nation. I think mm-hmm. it's just going to generate those kind of ideas. Just uh, we're anxious to hear all of them, so please do send them to us. No, not a problem. Now, um, 
this does bring up an interesting question. So you, not you, but there is right now in in Chattanooga, they're, they're running a summer program. Uh, there are business teams and student teams that are developing applications, and they are um, uh, in, in a competition, if you will. Uh, August 9th, they'll they'll present the things they worked on all summer. But it's basically applications for which you know having a gigabit network makes those applications more powerful. Uh, and you know they they've been mentored. These teams have been mentored and and supported and so forth and so on. And it's created a very interesting uh, application development dynamic, you know, and it's like a bus. And, and we, we applaud that and think they ought to test those out in Kansas City. For a Which my question is going to was is is you know do we uh, do we create the possibility now between Kansas City and Chattanooga for you know like just outrageous collaboration because. Not that you two are the only communities that are are thinking of applications and so forth, but you know Chattanooga has worked. They're they're like you know um, con- consistent and constant as far as pushing that envelope. And now you guys are getting ready to jump in with you know this, with this package that Google has laid out, which I would assume will put you in a, on par with them with Chattanooga. Uh, you know, it just seems like that you you two working together is going to be like the power of ten, and then you start adding all these other colleges through the Gig U program and Air.U and so forth. You know, you're going to have this application development tsunami, if you will, that that's going to take and, place. And, and, and I tell you what, what we've done, um, and, and just to take it one step further, um, is we're we're looking at doing this and and are starting to do this on on an international level. Um, Ray and I participated in this, the second of, of what we have outlined as, as a monthly uh, teleconference um, with uh, the cities of Barcelona, Amsterdam, Moscow, Toronto, and Singapore. Uh, and so we are comparing notes um, on a monthly basis with, with those cities. We, we will invite other cities, including Chattanooga, to join in that conversation uh, I, I think we'll we'll start having some some uh, a, a lot more people joining that conversation, uh, which is uh, uh, the, the the Gig City uh, Summit is what we call it, and uh, it's it's uh, something that we think will grow so that all the cities uh, internationally that are you know, figuring out what a gigabit of speed means and how we can use it, that we, we can collaborate with each other, uh, not only in the development of applications, but in, in how we grow uh, our business base, our, our educational institutions, and, and collaborate across international lines. Because the, the great thing about the Internet is there are no boundaries. Exactly. One thing that... One of the things that these four cities have told us, the ones that they've been, they've been doing a lot longer than we have, obviously, was the, the need to continue to learn from other cities, even recommending go visit others. And Mike and I volunteered to visit Barcelona and Singapore and all that. But uh, uh, they, they said if you're going to continue in this process, which we are, you need to be learning from uh, as many cities as you can and uh, continue those conversations. So... Yeah, and like I said, we're open, and we're we're already in the process of doing that, and we're certainly open to 
talking to as many cities as we can that are in the same uh, in the same process we're in. Hmm. Please contact us. No worries. I, I think everybody who <laughs> listens to this show should figure out how to get a hold of yep. um, uh, of, of Mike and Ray, and I'll have to go back and edit the, uh, the little web page for the the show to give uh, contact information for you guys. I should have thought about that beforehand. Our website it, it's uh, GoogleConnectsKC.com. Okay. And that that has GoogleConnectsKC.com. That has uh, not only uh, space to to throw out your ideas. We we invite people to to put them on on our site, and uh, it it has a copy of our playbook, um, and that uh, that's also very valuable. One one other thing I I might mention that Google has done for us uh, and shared publicly, which we appreciate, is uh, they did, did a very uh, thorough survey of uh, our Kansas City area in terms of Internet usage, uh, who's connected, how they use it, uh, who's not connected, why they're not connected, uh, what they deem uh, reasons that would be valuable for them to connect. and. Um, uh, that that is an extremely valuable baseline for us to judge what the impact of, of Google Fiber is in our community. Uh, there are uh, 25% of homes that don't have broadband service to the home. Um, and uh, what Google did, which is goes way beyond uh, just that statistic, is drilled down. Uh, a, as to why they do not have uh, broadband service. And, of course, uh, the, the cost cost of the computer and the cost of the service, service was a factor. Um, but they also uh, said what, you know, what would be important to you, whether it's in uh, some of the factors that, that rose the service. One is access to the job market. Is uh, people people use it to post resumes? They, I mean, these people go to the library to to post their resume, and um, so that that was uh, in in many neighborhoods that was the number one factor. In other, it was access to health information. Uh, so that that study is available on our site, GoogleConnectsKC.com. It's also on the Google Fiber site. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, Google.com slash fiber. So, okay, let's uh, you know I'll probably come back to some more of the uh, the application side. Let's talk about the plan that Google has for, in essence, identifying demand and creating this incredible word of mouth engine with uh, the it, it's, 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 uh, fiber hoods. Those, those that know yeah. Google, it's what I would fiber say. Fiber hood. That's very incredible. Very googly. <laughs> All right. Fair well, they're, they're they're asking the communities uh, to step up and do community rallies for the next uh, six weeks. I guess was it, Mike? For the next six weeks, to uh, for neighborhoods to uh, rally neighbors, uh, to rally uh, uh, community groups, to uh, encourage neighbors to sign up. And once they get what they call the critical mass. And that uh, they indicated that was somewhere between 40 and 80 families uh, out of a neighborhood. And again, neighborhoods are defined in, by different ways. But uh, 
once the neighborhood reaches that critical mass, the ones that do it first are the ones that show the most interest are going to get the service first. So, and they're willing to come out and meet with neighborhood groups, have representatives, and those kind of things to uh, help move the process along. But it really did. And I, we all know they're going to be doing lots of uh, marketing. Well, there's already some billboards up, some TV ads being run. So they'll be doing a lot of marketing. But it really, they were saying to the, to the communities there, uh, or the people there today, we need to rally the communities. And also, they're having tomorrow morning a second meeting uh, of community lead, neighborhood leaders. So they've sent out to our Livable Neighborhoods Association and other neighborhood leaders are going to meet at 8 30 in the morning. Probably hear pretty much the same uh, message that they heard today, uh, with probably some tweaking to be more around the, uh, to, to address the neighborhood issues. So, uh, yeah, the, the marketing campaign is going to be strong, but it really is a neighborhood triggering out how uh, they're going to motivate. Um, their neighbors to, to sign up for this, this service. So now, in your understanding of you know how broadband has been marketed, how internet access has been marketed over you know over the years, is this a totally like revolutionary way of looking or approaching you know demand generation? Well, it it, it is. Um, I, I think there, uh, you know, the the challenge is. Uh, uh, because there is no gigabit service that people have experienced, um, you know, we're we're in in Missouri, we're in the show me state, and so mm -hmm. I, I, th I think there needs to be <coughs> some convincing that this is something that you really can't live without. And I think that the hook on that for Google is all about entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think what what they're going to offer. Uh, as an entertainment package, and they 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 didn't roll out all the details of that today, but it was certainly enough that those that uh, uh, really are interested in having that entertainment option um, at high def at a price point that is uh, very competitive with existing internet providers. Uh, that that they're they're going to uh, uh, they're they're going to arouse some real interest. I think it's going to take a while for that to kind of filter through the community so that people understand it is a different you know animal that you're getting. You're getting a gigabit of speed. You're getting options um, in terms of storage capability uh, that uh, the other providers just don't don't offer. Mm -hmm. One no. of the other things they mentioned on the marketing thing this morning was one of the issues has been Google's emphasis on homes and neighborhoods and not on businesses. That's been somewhat controversial here in the community with the business community. They did speak to that this morning at the close, uh, indicating that uh, they are working on a plan and will be addressing the business uh, community in the near future and with what they consider as a very, very competitive prices and very strong uh, services. So. Uh, they're aware, as we were aware, that they have to address the business issue, and so they did address that this morning. That uh, there will be a in the near future something coming up out that will uh, uh, that will address the businesses and their needs. Greg, I, th I think as we go on, there are a lot of un unanswered questions. Uh, mm -hmm. I know the biggest single question I think in my mind has to do with service. Is how are they going to service these? Who, uh, 
how many people, how many boots on the ground will they have, how quickly can they uh, get to your neighborhood, how fast can they roll out the network if you have a problem with your your TV box, um, how quickly can you get it fixed. Um, I know some of the other service providers, it's, it's taken them years uh, really to address those issues. Some, some would say they haven't, but... Um, you know, I, I think the, the the competition is now on, not only in 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 speed and content, but also in the service area. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's one of the things Google has to uh, uh, has to really perform and really step up to the plate because, as as we all know, Google has not been in the consumer uh, uh, business directly before, mm -hmm. and this. You know this this type of service is is uh, you know really going to be service sensitive. You know down to you know how how polite are the people that do your installation and how well are they trained, how knowledgeable, and if you make an appointment on the internet, which is the way they suggest you do it, uh, you know how uh, how prompt are they going to be? You know is it going to be will show up between 8 in the morning and 5 at night um, kind of service, or is it, you know, we'll be there at 10 o'clock a.m., uh, give or take 15 minutes. And so those those, those are important uh, things for Google to solve. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a learning curve for them, um, and we'll, we'll be anxiously awaiting how well they solve those issues. Right. And it is kind of interesting, too, because one of the criticisms uh, that were leveled both nationally and I gather also locally was, you know, Google, like Microsoft, like any other large technology companies, are very tight-lipped about a lot of stuff. And and people were feeling like they weren't getting the story. You know, is this real or, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to be responsible for what? And all those sort of baseline questions, um, was it that people weren't being talked to enough or it was that it was just, you know, it was just so hush-hush that the outside world just didn't realize these talks were going on? Well, to say Google is tight-lipped, I think, is an understatement. That's an understatement. <laughs> they actually described themselves to us uh, when Mike and I had a meeting with them to see if we could get some more information from them as probably the... Uh, the uh, loosest organization internally and the close closure organization externally, and I think we experienced that in uh, in Kansas in City. Interesting. Did, have in, Have either one of you been out to visit Google here in California? No, no. we're we're that that's on our list. <laughs> <laughs> one one of the things we we uh, that's one of our goals is. Uh, 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 Google has a, a wonderful person on the ground that's their community affairs person uh, who's, you know, spent uh, spent the last six months basically saying we really can't talk about that now. Um, and, uh, but one of the challenges is, is everything that's happening in Kansas City is pretty much the fiber group within Google. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our goals is kind of break, break through and have dialogue with other uh, divisions within Google, um, you know, ed education and healthcare and some of the business innovation uh, 
uh, products they have, and uh, you know we'd we'd love to have a YouTube uh, training and demonstration uh, facility in Kansas City. Uh, we we want to break through uh, the fiber group and get access to some of the other uh, talent that uh, that is in Mountain View. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be uh, Rachel Hack, right? She's the yes. mm-hmm. excellent excellent person. I met her actually when I was out there. Uh, in Kansas City about a year ago, and uh, you know, it's definitely been spot on. You know, despite all the the, the restrictions on stuff that could or couldn't be said, um, you know, I, I think she's very, uh, very, very competent. And uh, you know, I, I spent some time talking with uh, Milo at um, uh, you know the, the the main Google Point person for those who aren't familiar. Uh, and you know, and that was interesting. I mean, he's very he, one. He's very entertaining and he's funny. Uh, <laughs> but he also seems to be, you know, incredibly dedicated to this process. Which, you know, when you're dealing with a large company, you know, finding that kind of personal attention can be a bit uh, of a challenge. So it seems that he has been, you know, somewhat hands-on, but definitely, you know, in there with with everybody as far as, um, you know, getting stuff done, and making sure people's needs are being addressed, and so forth. No, we've never doubted for a minute their commitment to this and their willingness to, to work with us within their guidelines. And uh, Rachel did a, the Mike said a great job in saying nothing and saying it well. <laughs> uh, but they but they've been uh, I mean as secretive as they are, as close to the mouth as they are, they've still been really good to work with, and the commitment commitment's been there all along. Mm-hmm. So now, in terms of the. Uh, internals of the of the city. I mean, you've got the mayor's group, the the bi-state uh, team. Uh, I know there are you know a number of other entities. There's Think Big KC. There's you know all these different tw- uh, groups I see or interests I see that are represented on Twitter. What are I don't know? Call it the main three or four driving or uh, teams or organizations or whatever within Kansas City that will shape the, the the battle plan, you know, for really how does Kansas City maximize the, the network? Well, uh answer that in a number of ways. First of all, I think I think our digital leadership network is designed and our council is designed not to be the czar of, of um, uh, the Internet in Kansas City, but be a facilitator uh, among the other groups. We have uh, a couple of economic development agencies that are are all over this that uh, have already started the process uh, of of marketing Kansas City as the digital crossroads of of, of the country, and um, um, and and it truly is. We we have uh, fortunately, uh, and I think this differentiates us from some of the other cities that Google might have picked is we've got a a vibrant tech community in Kansas City. We're we're headquarters to uh, Sprint uh, and uh, uh, Cerner, which is a leading medical uh, software uh, company in in the country, and uh, uh, and to uh, um, a a number of other uh, strong uh, tech companies. We're, We're one of the top developers of uh, Android applications in the country. So 
it's it's not as if we're we're starting from ground zero as a tech community. Mm-hmm. And certainly, the ability to uh, facilitate you know companies coming in that that truly want to experiment. I I met last week uh, with a company from uh, from California uh, that is locating here. They're a startup. They have uh, uh, some technology that just literally blew me away. Um, and 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 something that I think would be extremely useful in education, uh, and and you know we're we are facilitating um, the ability of startups to come here, get quickly integrated into the community. We have lined up a whole host of local corporations that will uh, not only provide space but mentor uh, startups. Uh, something we we haven't announced, but we're working on is a, is a significant investment in a proof of concept center, um, so that you know we we want to be ready for those that want to use Kansas City as their launching point. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Tell me a little bit about the proof of concept center. Well, um, again, the, these are some details that haven't been announced, but what we've uh, what we've done is combine some major educational institutions and major corporations in Kansas City, uh, as as well as the state of Missouri, in terms of of uh, help on this. Uh, we have a federal grant pending um, that uh, that we just applied for last week. Um, but what what we envision. Uh, um, and, I, and I wish I could go into a little bit more detail, uh, but again, we haven't, haven't had an announcement on this. But mm-hmm. uh, a, ver- a very central location, uh, a wonderful physical facility um, that will make it uh, very conducive to uh, to a startup come get expert advice, have access to some significant both hardware and software. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, to figure out uh, you know is is my uh, is my application is my device is my program is is it uh, is it marketable uh, is it real world and uh, here here are the people that can help me. Um, I'm going to break in with an announcement that just kind of rolled across here. Uh, I don't mean for this to be a full-on non-sequitur, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it, it is pertinent. Um, the FCC, as you're familiar, has, has this whole universal service fund. They have revor- reformed to the, the uh, Connect America fund. And there was a question about would that money, and it's like $4 billion and some change a year, you know, would that go to the large incumbents who are in theory supposed to you know, develop uh, rural telephone and, and internet services, right? And so there's been a big, big brouhaha about that. Well, I just saw this announcement that AT&T and Verizon are going to refuse to accept that, which means, one, the money is still there, um, but two, do you think that might be an opportunity for other communities to partner with a Google or someone like Google to step in and say, look, you know, if... if um, Verizon and AT&T don't want to commit to the rural communities. You know, we and our partner Google or our partner whoever, we are willing to step up and put those networks into place. Well, you know, I, I, I think in looking at this not from a Kansas City perspective, but from a, a national perspective, uh, 
we we can't be a nation of haves and have-nots in terms of access to the internet. And uh, I I was at a conference, uh, education conference, and sat next to a young teacher who was the tech person in a rural school district in an area we called the Boot Hill, Missouri, which is the far furthermost south portion of the state. And and she she admitted most most of her students do not have access to uh, to the internet. Most of them don't have access to a computer at home. Uh, they do their best in the schools to uh, um, uh, expose them to computer technology, but it's it's a huge disadvantage mm-hmm. uh, as compared to a school district like we will you know have here locally where we've got gigabit speed to the school and we can do all sorts of uh, uh, educational opportunities um, uh, that uh, are just not available. To, uh, I'd be very surprised if Google wasn't it. You can't speak for Google, obviously, but you know one of their goals is to provide high-speed fiber for everybody across mm-hmm. the country. So my guess is they're at least having some think thoughts about the rural communities and how that might be addressed. So again, can't speak for Google, but that sounds like something that uh, if they're really serious, and I think they are, about uh, providing this high-speed network throughout this entire country, that sounds like right up their alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no no reason the United States should be behind Latvia yeah. in terms of yeah. download speed. Um, now, I should also mention that uh, people might have been wondering, well, what about businesses? Because we've been talking very much about consumers. and um, But Google mentions they also that they have packages that are in the works for um, the, the business community. Did, did anybody there, you know, after the sort of the formal presentation, anybody there talk any more about the business side of, of this equation? No, and, and, no. and I, I, I suspect knowing Google, um, until they're not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Until they're ready to announce, they they won't yeah. say. Uh, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I I think it. You know, my speculation is is that uh, they may have a uh, uh, Wi-Fi product for business districts. That mm-hmm. uh, could uh, uh, could make uh, you know make a whole business light up a whole business district, and I think that would be a great innovation. Mm-hmm. If they don't, there are other competitors out there that are looking at some of the same possibilities. Um, now, what about wireless? You know, we talked about it briefly before that the, the one of the, the devices that you get with your uh, connection, your fiber to the home is going to be uh, is going to have Wi-Fi capabilities. Where what's going to be the role of wireless in the uh, the overall gigabit plan for Kansas City? Well, I I think we're we're looking at almost a seamless yeah. um, uh, adjustment. Um, you know what? You know Ray Ray and I are, are both. Uh, Baby boomer generation people. It's it's uh, it's, it's uh, uh, it, it took it took us a while to kind of get our arms around uh, uh, what's coming down the pike. Uh, but you know, if you if you think <laughs> digitally, what is routine in your life today that um, uh, you wouldn't even have thought about five or ten years ago, uh, I think we'll see that grow exponentially. Uh, in the next few years, and I think exponentially, you know, especially in Kansas City, uh, in terms of of how we use our smart devices, uh, 
Um, and I, I just think that, that having the high-speed Wi-Fi, uh, both in the home and, and uh, you know, whether it's Google or others, I think we'll have it in our, our business districts and in some of our shopping areas. I think th th that will that will uh, that will certainly change the way that we do everything from how we park our cars or where we park our cars uh, to, uh, you know, how we shop. Mm -hmm. uh, by we'll the way, the Wi-Fi issue because every group we met with, and Mike and I have met with lots and lots of groups in the last eight months, Wi-Fi always came up. People like Wi-Fi. They like being able to access Wi-Fi. So Google has to, they've got to address the high-speed Wi-Fi issue, and I would expect something from them quicker later, more than later. Uh, mm -hmm. around the Wi-Fi issue. Um, let's see. Well, I'm getting like questions all left, right, and center here. Uh, let's uh, let me ask a question about the. Um, you know, I talked about owning the business of broadband, and there there may be points when you know Google's interests and the city's interests or the stakeholders' interests may not be the same. They not may not necessarily be in co competition with each other. But they may be, you know, you guys are wanting are going to want to do X or Y. Uh, have you figured out? Have you guys developed some sort of process, some sort of I don't know, call it partnership strategy, to make sure that while you know making sure that Google is a happy partner, that you also make sure that the city achieves some of the main benefits they want to achieve. I, I think some of the barriers that we've experienced with Google uh, because of their reluctance to publicly announce anything. I think a, uh, many of those barriers have, have been lifted. I think now that, that they have rolled out what they're doing, it's going to be easier to have that dialogue. But uh, you're, you're absolutely right in, in that the objectives, um, you know, Google's private corporation, they have something that they need to test, prove, Make sure it works. Uh, get all the bugs out, um, and and they're they're doing it, uh, you know, for their reasons, which are good reasons. But they're not the same as what Kansas City's objectives are. Mm -hmm. And while they overlap in many areas, uh, I, I think one you've already touched on, and that's that's kind of the business development area, is you know Google's providing a good tool to the home. Um, we need to make sure that especially the the, the smaller businesses uh, have access uh, to high speed. You know, the larger businesses here, uh, by and large, the ones that are, you know, at all tech dependent, they, they have a gigabit or better um, mm -hmm. through existing providers. Uh, but it's it's the small and medium-sized business that, you know, we, we want to make sure get some access uh, you know we've we've had that dialogue with Google uh, I think they've heard us um, and we'll be very interested when they roll out their business plan uh, mm -hmm. for for small business uh, but again our 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 objectives as a community uh, are different than Google's uh, they're not contradictory and they're not necessarily in competition um, you know, one one of the things that's an interesting sidelight is the response of competitors. Uh, I mean, we I've had AT&T literally, you know, knocking on the doors in my neighborhood. 
selling their product. Uh, Time Warner, it's another major provider in the area, has uh, rolled out uh, a uh, uh, business product that uh, that is very attractive to business. And I expect uh, that those competitors were <laughs> were glued to uh, their screens this morning, uh, seeing what the details of of Google's pricing structure are. And I think we'll see some very competitive product on the market. Mm-hmm. And if so, you look at our playbook that we put out, I think you'll we'll see we reflected that because you know you, the playbook really doesn't speak to Google, other than the fact that we we appreciate them coming and starting this conversation, putting this potential in our labs. But we really address the issue of, of high-speed fiber in the communities and how communities use high-speed fiber, no matter what who the provider was. Mm-hmm. I think we realize, as Mike said, that there there might be times when our our interests are different, and so we needed to address a high-speed fiber issue, not just a Google issue, and so that's what our, our playbook tries to reflect, and our, the focus of the playbook and the plays we, we have put together uh, tried to address that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a question that flipped in here, flipped out for a second. Um, bear with me one second. Uh <laughs> Someone asked, well, this is like an off-the-wall question. I don't know if anyone even, uh, how many people remember, but there was the Ricochet Networks. Were there, do you guys remember Ricochet? It was like the first, uh, almost the first Wi-Fi or the first wireless municipal network or attempt at a municipal network. I, I know we, we had we had a Wi-Fi network here that uh, the company folded. They, 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 part of the agreement with the city was to, Leave all the hardware behind, which they did. What they didn't leave was the software. <laughs> was that Metricom? Uh, I I actually forget the name of the company. Uh, okay. That's it, a number of years ago, and uh, uh, so you know we're um, you know one one of the things I'm I'm confident of they're they're and, and I'll just to backtrack a little bit the one thing that Google has done for our community without hooking up a single household is it it has spawned discussions uh, that are are broad they're innovative they take in uh, both geographically and by subject matter broad segments of our community there are probably a dozen different Google committees some of them are chamber-based, some of them are, are uh, uh, by topic, uh, some are, are by uh, area of town, uh, and, and uh, we are having discussions in Kansas City that I think every major uh, city in the country should be having. And we probably would not be having those discussions uh, either to the depth or breadth w- without the Google announcement. Mm-hmm. And, and part part of our challenge is is taking those discussions to the next step and making sure that uh, it's not just talk and planning, but it's actual implementation. Uh, uh, and and uh, <clears throat> Ray just uh, mentioned to me he may have to leave here in a little bit. Okay. Yes, because we've actually have gone. A little over time, I know uh, the um, the chat room has been full, and it's been a lot of conversation floating there. There's been tweets flying all over in Yon, and so if you guys, uh, or at least one, you know, Mike, if you can can hang in there for a little bit, uh, we've got uh, two minutes on our I schedule. Need, I need to leave by two thirty, uh, Craig. 
Okay, what time is it 12, now? 12.30 there? 12 your time. Okay. Uh, so we... I have about 20 more minutes. Got it. Okay. Well, that's all I've got the, the the show plugged in for is another twenty minutes. So we'll 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 take up that time. Uh, okay. So we we talked about the the uh, ricochet question, or you all and you guys talked about the fact that um, you know even without the the physical part, the physical infrastructure being put in place, the nature of uh, discussions and planning and drives for innovation. Have been phenomenal, and it should be, you know, in some respects, setting the benchmark for what uh, other cities and what other communities should be doing right now. I, I agree, and, and one sure. one of the things that um, by by happenstance or, or uh, that was fortuitous is the fact that Google was so absolutely tight-lipped about what their product was enabled us as a community to focus on what we as a community need to do, not what Google's doing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, as, as Ray mentioned in our playbook, uh, we made this statement, and I think it's very true, is it's about 90% sociology and 10% technology. Mm-hmm. And for the community to really take advantage of what's there, um we we've got we've got tasks to do we we need to uh figure out or both organizationally um especially in the schools uh how how we adapt to this and i think you know uh i i think in 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 the schools uh you know we've got a generation coming that's the pre k generation that has never known a world without digital devices. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tsunami that's about to hit the school districts. And if you you get those kids in school and say turn off all your devices, uh, you're going to lose out. Mm-hmm. I think what you know we we need to really get our act together as a community, so that that we integrate it seamlessly, not only to in the schools but into our businesses and into our healthcare system and into our city government. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the challenge that's there, and the fact that Google wouldn't announce what they're doing gave us a really the better part of a year to get our act together and at least uh, have uh, on paper what our strategy and what our plan is. The other thing we've learned from the from these worldwide uh, Odyssey around the world was the fact that uh, uh, the committee we had was not made up of tech people. Uh, the fact that one of the gentlemen said the fact that Mike and I were not tech people was actually a good thing, and that's what he recommends cities do. He said too often when these types of committees are put together or these kind of opportunities come up, they turn to the tech people, and uh, and, and that's who, who drives the thinking. Their point was that you really need to be not necessarily the tech people doing that. They obviously need to be involved, but you need to be thinking about how your, how your community is going to use this sociology piece drives that. So we were fortunate in a couple ways. One, as Mike mentioned, that uh, Google didn't tell us anything. And secondly, we weren't tech people. We were trying to figure out uh, how we're going to enhance the lives of our people by using this. So we we had two things, and the, and the worldwide community has confirmed, uh, confirmed that thinking in our conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Did Google pass out, by the way, a, a, a like a, a list or whatever of what their channels are going to be, their TV channels? They said they were going to be all the major TV channels. They actually uh, had the um, 
kind of a list, uh, they were doing a search thing, kind of a list of the channels available that would be available in the Kansas area. I noticed at least one local NBC station was there, and they they indicated the all the uh, all the local all the local channels, all the channels that were available now, and then there would be premium channels, which I assume are the movie channels that would mm-hmm. cost extra. So as I think one giving a giving a list, there was not a, a list provided now. Okay, because one one of one of my uh, Twitter followers was was saying that there wasn't ESPN on the list, and oh, and she's moaning about you know the lost opportunity to get all the sports fans engaged and all the rest of it, and so I was thinking, well, maybe they didn't do the full list yet. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we didn't see the full list, so I yeah. we can't answer that question. Yeah. Not not a problem, not a problem. By the way, is is uh, Kansas City part of the U.S. Ignite program? Uh. The, I'm sorry, the U.S. Ignite. Yeah, what's, what was that? Yeah, actually, we have a meeting with them uh, coming up uh, next week. So yeah. okay, so that's U.S. Ignite. Is that what Ignite? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, right. We're meeting next week. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's a good one. So let's um, let's see. Let's talk for a little bit here in in the last minutes about um, organization and structure. Uh, if you were to give, I don't know, the top two, three attributes of your organizational effort, you know, uh, or maybe I should put it more succinctly, the, the, the makeup of your organizational team. How do you put together a team? Because what you have in Kansas City, which you have in a lot of places, um, are diverse stakeholder groups and a lot of technology and then a flood of ideas. So you got different interests, you got all these ideas. I mean, you can be swamped and never move past square one. How do you organize yourself in such a way that you move forward? Uh, I I think a a couple of ways. First of all, uh, again, our digital leadership uh, council uh, is is not going to be the czar of the Internet. Uh, What what their role is going to be is to be a facilitator and encourage those other groups and organizations that really need to play a role to – uh, to break down some of the silos, and I, I mentioned uh, our, our 15 or so school districts uh, need, you know, we, we need a digital leadership organization among the school districts uh, so that they, they can start sharing uh, the best ways to use the Internet and use this fiber to educate kids. And that, that may, that well of necessity, cut across jurisdictional lines. We need to break down those silos. Same, same in the the healthcare area. We we, we need to, and, and same in the governmental area. Uh, there there are efficiencies in government uh, that we haven't even begun to explore. Uh, but some of those are going to be cross jurisdictional efficiencies. So uh, again, our our leadership council is not going to dictate. It's going to facilitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking down those silos, and, okay. and you know we we want uh, you know a, a real cross section, not just of you know major institutional or or business leaders, but also people that you know might represent uh, um, um, the whole cross section of the community, both. Uh, Demographically, uh, income-wise, and, and, and you know, be, being able to participate in making sure that we do it right in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But is there any? One of the things that we, 
Sorry, go ahead. That we want, we hope is that we we do get small with those ideas. Uh, we want to be able to develop the climate, the culture that in this community that really enhances that kind of thinking and that kind of innovation. Uh, we may get swapped, but I think the uh, uh, I think the good of that can be uh, can outweigh the, the negative, especially if we put in place like Mike says the organization, the leadership structure that can. Uh, can bring that thinking together. It doesn't mean that the leadership will know of every single thing that's happening and every innovative idea, but they can certainly help establish that climate, that conversation, that can uh, can can help enhance the the uh, that kind of thinking and innovation in the community. So, mm-hmm. will there be like a will, will there be something along the lines of a specific clearinghouse or a process? And I bring this up in the context of a, a number of conversations I've had over the years. Uh, when we talk about technology innovation, but to use Chattanooga as an example, when they built the wireless network um, on top of their fiber network, um, they they got, I don't know, several hundred ideas for um, applications. So they had to, so they put a process in place for you know sort of categorizing, figuring out you know resources that would be necessary, so forth and so on, to in essence put a priority system in place. Less you know the good part of being swamped is that you know you have a lot to choose from, but it was a way to encourage the the tsunami or the mini tsunami without getting drowned by it. And so they they had a very specific process. And so I'm just wondering, you know, it's just a general question, you know, is is there a, I don't know, a group or a process by which you can create order out of this and some semblance of priorities? Well, I, I, my personal bias is is not to have our group try and prioritize the marketplace. Um, you know, certainly we can be a clearinghouse um to, to pass information along to others, but I, I think that this thing is going to take off so that, you know, the more you try to control, prioritize, and organize uh, in, in certain respects is going to be very self-defeating. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, what we want to do is facilitate communication, uh, and I think there are enough uh, existing groups, especially in the economic development area, that... Uh, that a lot of that will, you know, will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we we're, we don't want to be the czars of the internet. We want to facilitate those existing groups and organizations, whether it be in, in economic development or education or healthcare or the arts, to um, you know to take those ideas and run with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that makes sense. I mean, you you you've got to do a balance uh, between. Um, Letting nature take its course, you know, and encouraging the overflow of ideas, uh, and and just maintain it in at least some bare semblance of way, so it doesn't become a negative. But ultimately, at the end, there there has to be some sense that you know this is an uncontrolled process because it's an uncontrollable process. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. You've, you've nailed it. Yeah, that's that that that's yeah. it. And I I think you know. We we can we you know our our organization is going to be geared to facilitating, not to dictating. Great. Okay. Now, one question I got was about churches and houses of worship and stuff. Are they in the um, in the in the game plan in some in, notable way? In varying way? degrees, and and yeah. and uh, we we've met with a number of ministers. Uh, 
some of them, especially some of the very large ones, they really get it. They 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 want to be part and parcel of it. We actually even had a a uh, evangelical group uh, move from uh, Texas up here because they see the, their future as uh, in internet broadcasting. And so some of them get it. Uh, some of the smaller churches have have a, have a difficult time getting their arms around what it means to them. Uh, and you know, I, I I think churches can be great Wi-Fi spots. I think they can be great places uh, for the community to come and and uh, especially those that don't have the computing computer at home, don't have the device at home, uh, come come and, and and get their basic education. One, one of the things the Google survey found out is there there are segments in our community that have never been online that mm-hmm. are in, intimidated um, you know by the thought of a computer and going online uh, I think you know and and those are the ones that you know the, the ones that that would benefit the most people that benefit the most are, are are the ones that are most isolated in our community mm-hmm. and i've I have a ninety one year old mother in law who just lives on the computer and she i know she was extremely intimidated with uh, you know getting online uh seven or eight years ago and now you know she communicates with people all over the country and does college <laughs> research. And it, it's it's a big part of her life, and I know I know how big a part of it is by what happens when it goes down. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Neighborhoods, these fiber hoods that are out there trying to get neighbors to sign up and, and get the word out. If they don't utilize neighborhood churches uh, in a number of the communities in both KCK and KC, Missouri, I think they're going to be missing a great opportunity. Uh, the churches have such great influence over uh, community members. I think that's a great. Uh, a great resource for these fiber hoods to be out trying to, to recruit uh, people to use their churches to do that. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about churches being as, being demonstration sites. A number of them have uh, have community centers connected to them. Some have schools, and uh, we think they they offer a great chance to educate uh, people who might want to know more about high speed fiber and how to use it. We, we think they're a great resource for that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got about three minutes. I know you guys are going to need to get out of there and stuff. But uh, in closing, wrap-up question: What do you do tomorrow? You know, we had a big announcement today. I'm sure the media waves are just going to be just you know roaring with all this Google news and what does you know what does this mean and what does Google TV mean and so forth. But you know, from a practical standpoint, what's what's on y'all's to-do list for tomorrow morning? Well, I'm going to go to the neighborhood meeting. <laughs> uh, that Google's having. I I want to hear the uh, neighborhood response, and uh, I hope they leave time, which they didn't today, because it was an, I, I would like for them to leave time to, to do some questions and answer and get some feedback from the neighborhood people, because I think that might be the group that they haven't uh, spent a lot of time with so far, even though that's the target group. So that's my first thing in the morning. I'm going to go to another Google meeting and uh, hear what they're going to tell to uh, tell neighbors. Uh, and I have I have two tech related meetings tomorrow. Uh, one one uh, is with an individual company, and the other is with a uh, um, uh, economic development agency. So there there's a lot going on. One of the things that Ray and I hope to do is is uh, uh, you know when we would have a group meeting or community meeting. 
uh, we'd get bogged down immediately, not not on our message, but on well, how much is it going to cost? What's you know, when's when, where is it going to be? Uh, what's going to be part of the and, and and that's that's not what what our study is about. Our study is about Kansas City and what we can do as a community. Um, and, and it's not about Google Fiber. Now, now that the Google Fiber information is out there, I think people will be, I hope, more receptive to what our message is, is that, hey, this can impact your schools, can impact your churches, can impact your home health care, uh, can Im impact uh, the arts and how you perform the arts and where you perform them. So th those are the things I think people are going to be more receptive now that we've gotten past the how much is it going to cost and where is it going to be and when's it going to be issues. Mm -hmm. That sounds uh, that sounds about right. Uh, that sounds about right. You know, we got to get past the, you know, the minor stuff because it's this other part. As you mentioned in the very beginning, you know, it's a tool. We basically have, you know, are, are establishing a tool. Today we've established what the tool is going to cost and how long it's going to take to get to places and so forth. And then the hard part now is figuring out, okay, well, great. We got it. We know what it's going to cost us. Now how do we maximize it for all these promised benefits? Yeah, I said uh, that Dave this morning, and as I sat there and heard what I thought was a really great thing rolling out, I just thought, well, this is just the beginning. Our work had really just started, and uh, there's a ton of work to be done. The community's got a coolness around it. It really is our opportunity. We we have to do it right, but uh, what a great potential. So I, I just kept thinking about, well, there's a ton of work uh, ready to move forward. It's an exciting time to do it. Excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you. You have been extremely helpful, extremely enlightening. You know, we've had great questions and interactions with the um, audience. I you know, couldn't ask for a better show. And, and thank you also for being patient to let us go this extra uh, half hour with you guys. Uh, I hope to circle back. I know I will be circling back to, to, to learn more and to keep tabs on what's going on there. And uh, I just, I, just I can't thank you guys enough for being here today and, and sharing all this great information with, with us and with the audience. So thank you. Well, thank great. you for having, we've, you for having we've, us. Uh, it's a pleasure. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. Great, and thank everybody uh, for tuning in for another show. I'm going to be out of town uh, on Monday, so we won't be doing a broadcast, but we'll be back on it soon. I want to thank uh, Hiawatha Broadband Communications, who have been our sponsor for the last two months uh, and have been supportive of Gigabit Nation since we started. So thanks, all. Have a great day, and let's rock and roll with Gigabit. Talk to you soon. Bye.